This is a Polar Star Podcast. My name is Lee Nason, and thank you for hitting play on my show today. This is the Polar Star Podcast, where I have conversations with artists, entertainers, and business owners that call Maine home. If you're watching on YouTube or have a very critical ear, you might notice that I have a new microphone. Thanks, Democrats. I might have to start calling this place Stimmy Studio. If you like what you see, please subscribe where you listen. Please visit PolarStarPodcast.com to interact with all the shows we have. And please stay tuned for some things that we're about to serve you up hot real soon. My guest this week is Katie Pitts. I know Katie from the open mic comedy scene here in Portland. She's definitely got a unique style on stage of character-driven bits, which are always a refreshing part of the evening. I do want to give you a heads up, a trigger warning, if you will. This conversation works its way into a couple heavy topics. We talk about trauma and some suicidal ideation toward the end. Even with the recognition that they do receive in today's culture, Topics of hurt and harm often go ignored because of the potential discomfort for you, the listener. I've been through my own traumas and don't shy away from having the discussions. I know that the more I talk about my hardships, the softer they become to handle. I would like to say it can be hard to recognize that you're living in a traumatic situation. If you do realize that you're in an abusive situation, please reach out to someone for help. If you feel like you have nowhere to turn, please reach out to Safe Voices. That's safevoices.org or the helpline 1-800-559-2927. Or you can reach out to this show, email polarstarpodcast at gmail.com, and I'm happy to put you in touch with services that exist to help people like you. Here is my conversation with Katie Pitts. Polar Star Podcasts? Yeah, and then this this is... The, yeah, this is the Polar Star podcast. So, nice. the stars of of Maine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm still learning Maine stuff because I'm from like New Hampshire. Yeah. So, I well, mean... that's kind of that's kind of also what I'm tapping into is like like this. You know, that's how that's how cities grow, and that's yeah. how Portland is growing is mm-hmm. through you know people moving here. Yeah. And yes, so I want to get yes. this that you know kind of see that story and, and and talk to some people who have been here a while and talk to some people who are newer and yeah. i'm i'm only been here five years myself and yeah three years maybe okay like yeah like almost three and a half okay yeah and, so. and you're from um uh originally from londonderry new hampshire okay so that's like uh in in the south, really close to the mass border. It was kind of the same thing. Like, my parents w- wanted to work in Boston, but didn't want to have to fucking pay for Boston. Am I allowed to swear? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so, they, it was still affordable to yeah. like, buy stuff there. I mean, it's, the prices have gone up a lot, I'm sure, since. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, they're paying for the good school system and, like, small town life, orchards, yeah um you know cute shit like that i'm actually from not far from there i grew up in wilmington okay which is kind of right over the border Mm -hmm. um all like 20 kind of like halfway between the new hampshire border and boston okay all right on 93 there 
Ah, uh, yes, 93. Yeah. Oh, but I, I actually lived in, in Derry for a short time. Oh, really? I don't know much about it. Yeah. First potato in America was grown there, I believe. <laughs> in Derry? Yeah. Derry, New Hampshire? I mean, unless Wikipedia was wrong, I mean, <laughs> which it could be. Yeah. But as far as I know. First potato. Yeah, yes. I just had my buddy Nick on, and he was saying that he grew up so far north he grew up in Madawaska, maine and he's saying that they even when he was in high school yeah and all through school they have a week off for potato harvest <laughs> <laughs> so that's so cute oh man well yeah. you know you read uh because uh londonderry and dairy's uh two towns in ireland so i mean yeah I mean, yeah yeah obviously yeah it's either one or two towns or one i don't know well and but. that's how kind of how boston grew and it was mm. it was a lot of you know at boston looks a lot like uh dublin actually because all the laborers and and masons and mm-hmm. and became from were were yeah Irish immigrants, and that's why that that's why yeah the brick yeah. the brickwork and downtown Portland looks oh really similar as well. Okay. All the all the brickwork and stuff yeah. it came came more from the Irish laborers. Yep. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you are do you are you into like your descent or anything uh, like that? Well, I I know what my mom's told me. Um, so I think I'm I'm definitely a quarter Polish, and then from there it's like. She's like, maybe Anyone's some guess. German or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then my dad is basically all English with, like, a hint of Scotch-Irish, so, like, okay. kind of Irish. Do you put stock in that at all? Eh, not really. Like, yeah. I would, I would um, like, I definitely, I think the quarter Polish is right. Okay. Um, but, I mean, other than that. Why do you say that? Uh, my grandfather was 100% Polish. Okay. And the only reason I know some stuff about my mom's side of the family is they founded um, Belton County in Texas. So there's okay. actually like records that I can like learn stuff about them and everything. Wow. So, but my dad, like, you know, they, they, his family didn't, you know, <laughs> they didn't found a uh, county. So they don't have like a bunch of like, sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Technique. I don't really put a lot of stock in it. I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. I do think. I do think that like heritages are interesting and do inform kind of the way. Yeah. You interact with the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether you know you went your your family history was you know had easy or hard times. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think that definitely informs how how you interact. But mm-hmm. I don't. I don't put I don't I don't take pride from it. I think that that's where there's there's a yeah you know, it, yeah it's where like, I, like the Irish pride. Or, yeah, exactly. Know. Like I don't have Polish pride or like English pride or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they're yeah. just things that I know that are might be true for yeah. the most part. I I've I've thought I've actually I had always dismissed it totally, mm-hmm. but then recently I've considered. Um, recently I've considered doing like a dna test yeah I've, I've thought about it but like i'm always skeptical about how like 100 percent. i mean i guess they're not 100 percent accurate or whatever i don't know sure i i need, I would need to read more about it i'm not natural like i'm an optimist but i'm also very skeptical too yeah so like I, I have to really read about something to really believe it especially especially with like facebook shit and stuff <laughs> oh my god yeah, you don't know what yeah, what I, saying yeah. what, where any where anything information is. Even yeah, so it's from like it. yeah, it's even worse now. But even in general, like if someone's just like, 
90% of Americans have two but two buttholes. I don't know. That's a bad example. Yeah, yeah. I but, mean, some people could have two buttholes. Yeah, I mean, that was a really bad example of something. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind just pushing that chair away, actually? Oh, sorry. yeah, yeah. Perfect. No. The aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. The aesthetics. Yeah. yeah. We don't. We don't want. We don't want anybody to think that there anybody else is coming in. A ghost. Just, just you and me. All right. Just all you right. And me. Just ghosts. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? That's another thing about my skepticism is I feel like I do believe in ghosts, but I feel like a lot of the ghost i feel like whenever i hear a ghost story i'm like mm, i don't believe you but at the same time i'm like ah. what about when you see videos if you see like video go, videos i of mean ghosts? there's just like it's editing man yeah and some of the so? quality is just like it's shitty enough that you can like if you have a shitty camera you can like manipulate the image like, yeah super easily or it's just like oh here's a blur yeah yeah <laughs> that's a ghost what about like like when things move or so you think see, it's just all editing <sighs> That one I can believe, but like I said, if it's like shitty quality, you can easily like speed it up. Yeah. Stuff. I don't know. Like sometimes I look at some and I'm like, I'm so gullible that like yeah. I would never see wires. Like I would never even look for it. Yeah. Like I get, I, it kind of creeps me out, but I'm also like on oh. the fence about it. I mean, I fucking am afraid of ghosts. Like, are you? Yeah. Like, um, my whole thing is like, people are like, oh, you know, it would be nice. Like, if a mom dies, she comes back, it's a ghost, and it's like, hey, what's up? I would hate that. Like, I, I'm like, stay the fuck dead. Like, yeah. you died. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't, don't want need to be here it. anymore. Yeah. Are you both your parents alive? <laughs> yes, yes. They're both okay. alive. They're both alive. But like, um, I, I would not want to see my grandfather's ghosts. No. No, I just. Yeah. Like it would freak me out. Maybe I could get used to it. Like yeah, I or maybe adapt. like 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 sure help out, but I don't want to know you're there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then if I I can always pretend that they're there too. Actually, you know, absolutely. Just, it doesn't have to. They don't have to really be ghosts. You yeah, can just pretend they're. Ghosts. I get I get pretty comforted thinking that you know I have. A, a relative or two, you know, mm -hmm. kind of hanging around, yeah. help, helping things out. That's an interesting. I, I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, like spirit like guide style. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't read a lot about ghosts. Um, I used to be like really, really into supernatural stuff when I was younger. And then okay. I kind of, I don't want to say grow out of it because that sounds like really condescending. So maybe I'm not, I, I just got less interested in, over time. Yeah. So I haven't read a lot about ghosts lately. Sense. So I, I don't. So you know. I I actually I'm a, I I'm I'm really into just I'm not creating any content but I am purely consuming TikTok. Gotcha. And yeah. The, and there's different TikTok's lanes weird. of TikTok, and yeah. I'm like I'm like in like spiritual development, uh -huh. aliens, ghosts, and and musicians. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> you know, the, I, that's, that's kind of, I, I keep it pretty, I keep it pretty tight. Yeah. I don't want to see my, I don't, I, my feed, nobody, there's nobody dancing. Yeah. The, what are they? They're like trend, trend videos the or trend, something. I, yeah. I'm, I'm completely uh, detached yeah. from mainstream TikTok. Gotcha. Uh, there, but like, if you know how to work the algorithm and like show mm -hmm. it the way you want it to go, there are these definite lanes. Yeah. And yeah. people are aware of it. And people are aware of how to, that they are manipulating the algorithm to, you know, yeah. uh, connect with more like minds. It's yeah. interesting. It is really interesting. And I, I think TikTok's really great, honestly. Yeah. I mean, when I first heard of TikTok, like, I, I only knew, like, um, like you're talking about the mainstream version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same. But, I was turned off by it at yeah, first. Yeah. But um I was watching some YouTube video about like 
um, you know, the pro anorexia, um, like hashtag thing. Yeah. And so they're talking about like Tumblr. Like I, when I was on Tumblr, I saw that I wasn't necessarily like following people, but you see that shit all the time. Really? And then, but they all moved to TikTok. Yeah. And, but they have to change up the hashtags though. Yeah. Because like the moderators go in they're like, okay, this hashtag means this content i heard about that yeah yeah so that's that's also like really fucking scary because like kids and that's something that you that. that's something that you outwardly uh talk about on instagram i've noticed and yeah and it's something you struggled with right when you were younger yeah well um i've always had body issues because i did ballet for 14 years okay and it, I definitely had body dysmorphia because I'm 5'9 and I was 140 pounds and I knew I wasn't fat, which I don't think fat's bad, but let, let, let's think of uh, a teenager and their fears and insecurities. Yeah. So I didn't know I was like, I guess, con I don't know, fat, but like I, I always thought I was like too big, basically. Okay. And so, but looking back, I'm looking at these pictures. I'm like, dude, you're, you're fine. You felt like you were... <clears throat> disproportionate yeah or like you just weren't comfortable in your body yeah exactly like and especially when you're in a dance class you're wearing leotard and tights and you're surrounded by people that are even smaller than you yeah and then you, you it's you're, five nine it's tall you know yeah. when you're for for dancers when you're a child yeah you know it's not mo uh, you know baller professional ballerinas are tall for the most part right or are they uh short? I wouldn't say tall for the most part. Um, but they are thin. Uh, yes. George Balanchine had a huge part in that because when you see um, early dancers, they're not like wafy. And then George Balanchine was like, basically, if you want to be a dancer and elegant, you have to be like, you know, very wafy, very thin, very long. So I learned a little bit in school. I learned about the rite of spring and how, oh, it, and how it went against that. Uh, and that... it caused riots. Oh my god, that's that's a really good ballet. It's really really short, but it's also because it's so fuck. It's so athletic. Basically, the dancer just jumping the whole time. Like, it's really really and insane to watch. And there's these flat footed yeah. dances, and it's a little more tribal looking. Yeah. It literally caused a riot the yeah. first time it was performed because mm -hmm. it was so against it exactly was, what you're talking yeah. about. These 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 aesthetically pleasing yeah. thin dance moves where you're just kind of floating around mm -hmm. you know that's what people went out to see it would be yeah. like tuning into the mass singer and and watching you know uh, and, and watching an episode of super jail <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? That that would be the the, yeah, the, kind the of modern equivalent. day equivalent. Yeah, yeah where yeah. where you know you're all sitting down. At, it's eight o'clock at night. You know. Yeah. You just finished dinner, and the family's sitting down to watch the Masked Singer, and you're and you're getting animated gore. Yeah. Yeah. And and people were losing their minds. Super Jail. Maybe I'm thinking of a different show. I didn't realize that was whatever. <laughs> I'll put a little thing on. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um. But um. So. That's interesting. So you started dancing at a young age? Yeah, I started, I think it started when I was like four or five. Um, and then just continued doing it. Um, I really didn't like rehearsals, okay. <laughs> like uh, classes, just because um, I have a hard time like picking up things really quickly. And so be like, so we do our exercise were like, core, like they were different every day. It's not like we're doing the same exact um, well, you had to learn the basics, right? When yeah, when but it's even just like when you're like you do a petite allegro, which is just small jumpy stuff. Okay. Like our dance teacher is going to give us new like 
routine. So it's like every time you go into class, you're learning something new. And I'm really bad at like basically memorizing stuff and so you felt like together. you could never catch up yeah like, like i always felt like i was a little behind yeah like like okay i just got good at what we were doing last week yeah and then yeah, yeah so but um that's why i but i like perform like i liked I stayed in it basically because i like performing okay um so like it made it worth it plus when you're doing the rehearsals you're learning and perfecting yes the, this choreography you already know so i already know it sure so that's one less thing off my shoulder yeah you know yeah you like doing what you already think you're going to be good at yeah yeah and i also know and that repetition. like at the end of this i get to be on stage yeah, i get sure. to perform in front of people and so that was that that's what kept me in it honestly yeah um because i really didn't like point i think i started point when i was 13 I only did it for like four years because my foot's really arched, so we had a hard time finding shoes. I go through them like that, and they're so expensive. And so you stayed I in a long it. time. Yeah. And then, so once you got to that point, did you um, end up kind of getting away from ballet as a I teenager? I went to college basically. Oh, you you stayed in it all through high, high school. school. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Okay. And, and and did it take up a lot of your time? Um. Like, I didn't do it. Like, let me see. Like, did you have other hobbies or did you work? Oh, or? like, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it, I guess, um, yeah, I think I did like three or like five hours a week. So it's not like that much. Okay. I mean, that's really? a lot, though. Yeah, I mean, like, for to me, when I think of the number compared to, like, the actual work I did, I'm like, that's stupid. It should be a higher number because well, it feels gotta, like so much more work. Well, you, you got to think that, like, um, <laughs> when, like, I mean, school is taking up. Yeah. basically 40 you yeah. know and then homework is another two a night <sighs> were you good at homework did you do your homework um i i mean i know i put out to push myself but i always turned in <laughs> okay i didn't always turn in my homework i did this thing twice in eighth grade and sophomore year um two of my classes i would do the homework but i was afraid of getting it wrong like one of the classes was math class so i would do the homework and then not turn it in <laughs> So were you a good student though? Did you for for the most part? I mean, in high school, definitely college. You really tried to be a good student. You weren't aloof about classes. it. Classes okay. like um, math class. I tried hard because I I didn't want a bad grade, but okay. I didn't try as hard as I would in other classes that I actually enjoyed. So I'm not like I wouldn't say I was like the model student who's like good at all their classes. Yeah, I would say that I tried the best that I could. Yeah, and I tried harder. What in different were you for a student? What was that? What what kind of grades? Like A's, A's and B's? Um, actually, my senior year, I got straight A's. Oh, wow. Yeah, so but, you, were, you were an A student. You were a good student. But before that, it was like... It, I think we're learning that you're really hard on, on yourself. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. I did fail French once. Okay. So, I right. mean... I mean, it's not a contest. <laughs> I a wish contest. I was better in school. <laughs> I was a CD student, okay. and I didn't apply myself. And, yeah. And, I mean, B, B's, B's were good. And D was done. Yeah. And that was it, you know? <laughs> D was, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I graduated uh, with like a 2.7, 2. kind of yeah. all high school all the way through college. It was two, yeah. pretty I much a 2.7. Definitely, definitely I had a higher GPA for high school. I have no idea what it was. I think my college one, if I'm being generous, was like a 2.3, but it might have been like a 2.1. Okay. And you were in public school? 
Uh, yeah, public. I was in a private college in a public school. And then where'd school. you go to college? Uh, DeSales University. It's in Center Valley, Pennsylvania. Okay. Which um, I don't know how well you know Pennsylvania. It's near not like really. Bethlehem, which is not a town. Bethlehem and Allentown. Is that kind of Western? No, I don't know. I forget. Okay. Pennsylvania is a big state. It's and very I, large. I never really looked at it. I've only I've been to Philadelphia once or twice, and I used to go to a festival in Scranton. Ah, yeah, yeah. My, my professor um, is from Scranton, and he would give us we we if we sorry if we yeah. didn't know a question, he, we could use um two like cheat answers, I guess, and one of them was Scranton because he was born there, and the <laughs> other one was like beautiful baby. I forget that. That's like a, I think it was like producer says like, you're beautiful, baby. You know, <laughs> so kind of did thing. Did you like school? I did. I, College specifically? Yeah. I had some issues with this guy because um, he was like abusing me. He was like, you know, um, strangling me. Uh, I know. A, it's, a boyfriend? Uh, no, no, no. Just like a guy that was in our friend group. I think he, I think he's one of those people that's like a predator and he could see that I'm a very sensitive person. So he's, he could see that he could take advantage of me. It's, it was and a he weird, would just, he would, yeah, he would just do just it. Uh, attack you randomly. Um, it's if I said something back to him. And would your f friends see this happen or did yeah, he do it in yeah. private? No, no, he did it in public. Yeah. Um, and did anything do any, anybody? <sighs> say anything eventually um i was at a party and um this is before i knew how much alcohol i could consume and so i got drunk really quickly not that i'm blaming myself i'm just this is just the story and yeah. so it's school so i'm stressed out already and so basically he said some shit i don't think i don't think he no yeah he so he strangled me and i just like booked it back to my dorm because i was like fuck this and so my friends and him came back and so like he like basically they made him apologize he didn't really apologize did he see this as some kind of fun game like I, did he think it was it was a, a, it was a joke i think that he definitely has insecurities with women insecurities in general insecurities yeah, that with sounds, like power i've never seen i've yeah. never experienced anything it's, like that yeah it, no it's weird um, i've never seen it happen i've never yeah you know yeah, sure. Maybe like when I was young, young, like elementary school, yeah. you know, just boys being boys kind of thing. But like for in a college, you're an adult male to just randomly mm -hmm. uh, uh, attack, you know, uh, 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 assault. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's technically a woman like legally. I think it's, it would be considered simple assault or, yeah. the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. That, so this happened regularly to you in college? So the first semester, I mean, it like to me, it felt like a whole year. Like it to oh me, it God. felt like 12 months, but it only happened for a semester. Um, and then the first semester, no, last That's... my last semester senior year, because um, he was also verbally abusive to the other girls in my group, he... Um, called this one girl pig whore, called us all fat sluts, whores, you know, fun stuff like that. How, and nobody, what, what, how, so, I, this what was, year was this? Uh, I was went going to school between 2008, 2012. So this was okay. before, I mean, not We're as like an the excuse. exact same age. That's yeah. exactly when I went to school too. Um, yeah. So this one night he, he had previously headbutted my friend. Who is a woman and previous to that he had in a 
got drunk off four loco and punched my other friend in her eye and so there's at this party and and he had just called my friend pick whore and i just like because i had basically without saying it was not talking to him yeah. but i had to jump in and i was like you know basically like you headbutted like i'm like stop doing that and he's like oh you know it's all we're just joking around and then my friend like turns to him and he's like Kyle, you fucking headbutted me. Yeah. And I was like, you and I, you no, know, it, you're nobody's having fun. Yeah. You're not having fun. Nobody's having fun here. Yeah. And 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 didn't and we were, you know, we were still young. Like, yeah, yeah we we're 21, but like we like f- uh, 4 years ago or whatever, we had just become adults. Like we're still yeah. growing. And I I'm so yeah we're all in a very vulnerable spot um and so yeah and he's like well you know if you don't want to talk to me don't talk to me i'm like that's perfect i don't want to how was anybody how was he even getting invited around it was just a small school yeah i think there's like 1800 people um that's just it just seems so odd to me that and i'm sorry that happened yeah you know it seemed like i say it repeatedly like I can't even imagine what it's like to navigate the world as a woman. I can't even conceive. Yeah. Um the also the scary part about it was just I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize like how bad it was. You didn't realize you were being actively traumatized. I, I knew that I felt shitty about it. But I also there's part of me that was just like but maybe this is normal. This is how friends are because I also didn't have a lot of close friendships in high school too. Okay. So this is the first time I was like really getting close to You're people. You're trying to make friends. So like for me, like I, I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize how bad it was. And I didn't really realize that until therapy. Like, like I remember telling my therapist this and like I, and she, she was just like kind of same reaction you had. And like, yeah. I, this is a therapist, like, how is like, nobody... this is a professional. And I'm like, holy shit, maybe this was a really bad thing that yeah. happened. And I think it is just a difference in, you know, you not wanting to rock the boat mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. where I was raised with, you know, you like my mom regularly instilled in me tell if somebody's if you don't like something that anybody's doing yeah you need to you can tell them to fuck off yeah. like i think she went through some uh assault and and you know she turned to religion um but uh she always instilled that in me and my younger sister yeah so maybe that was that kind of thing was just missing and you thought and you were trying to just make friends and yeah and keep the peace i think well here's the thing though um when i tell this story and there's you know i'm not i'm not like um trying to offend anyone but i think a lot of times when i tell um about i guess this event or this thing that happened was i did ask him to stop like multiple times like i even sat out with him outside like like you need to stop you like tried to... multiple multiple times i remember okay. vividly him just being like you gotta take it with a grain of salt why should you though why can't he you know why can't he hear you out you know so i mean it just seems like it seems like you've you're get you've you've gotten some help around it now by now yeah no i i've recovered a lot like there's still small things that like you don't think about when you haven't gone through that experience like i have this recurring dream where like 
I go to punch him, and then at the very last minute, there's like almost this like invisible force field, so really? I can't. And then I remember this one time I actually realized I was in a dream because that recurring dream happened. It happened so many times. It started happening. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in a dream right now. <laughs> really? And, and were then, you able to like lucid dream and move around in the state? Uh, I, I wouldn't say fully lucid dream, but I was definitely aware, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sometimes I'll see a guy on the street that even like in the smallest way, if he looks like him, it's just, it's not like panic. It's just like a little bit of, oh, it's PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Like I've never gotten, like, I, I want to be responsible. Like I've never gotten diagnosed with PTSD, so I'm not going to say I have PTSD, but I know I have symptoms of it. Sure. Um, I have. Yeah. Um, And that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, And it's, you know. I feel like it's okay. It's not. Yeah. You don't want to go around diagnosing yourself. And, yeah. and like a lot of people that we see a lot of people, you know, posting online that, you know, I have this and I have that. And they they kind of, they, it's like almost this way to get attention. And, well, and I'm not, and I'm not, we're, we're talking about this here and yeah. now and, and I'm trying to get the story out of you. So oh, I'm, sure. I'm not, you're, you're in no way attention seeking i'm i'm putting you in this spot you know oh no i didn't think that at all yeah, yeah. like so, i i'm just really open about this stuff yeah. um and i think thank yeah. you thank you for being here <laughs> thank you for being here and talking about it i i want to know kind of how did that did you was your whole relationship with this person traumatic or did he ever kind of realize he was wrong and turn it around oh no no i, no. I yeah no, there is there is a shallow superficial apologies but i never got a. but you just had to yeah. cut yourself um yeah one of us blocked the other person so um and that's do you kind know of people who still hang oh, around yeah. with him yeah I, i'll see you know, not all the time, but, you know, at least once a year, like, someone will post a picture with them. And even really? that's kind of, like, a little bit of a trigger. Like, sometimes just, sure. honestly, like, because no matter how, how, how well you're recovering, like, you know, you said you had PTSD, like, there's yeah. always that little trigger. And so I'll see his face and I'll, like, actually just scroll down really quick because I, I don't want, like, I don't want, like, sometimes just seeing him makes me anxious. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if, like, what would I do if I saw him on the street? Would I want to go, like, across the street and punch him or run away? Yeah. Because, or maybe just freeze up and just be like, what the fuck's happening right now? This isn't real. I know like, I freeze. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. Yeah. I thought, I thought I was, like, agoraphobic. Oh, okay. And I didn't really, I thought it was just, I thought it was, until recently, I yeah. thought it was just, um, you know, social anxieties. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I didn't realize it was, um, it, it stemmed from my home life. You know, mm -hmm. my, the, my, my stepfather was, was, uh, very, uh, mentally abusive to all of us. Mm. Um, and then there were incidents, you know, with, um, you know, other other family members when I was younger and friends when I was younger and stuff that, you know, really stuck in. But it was the mm -hmm. the 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 home life never wanting to be home. And when I was home, it was like walking on eggshells for years, you mm -hmm. know, 15 years yeah. of of that feeling when you're supposed to feel comfort. Yeah. You know, it completely taints mm -hmm. whatever comfort is supposed to feel like. <laughs> no, I <laughs> 
Right. And so, yeah. so I understand, you know, I do, I do sympathize and understand with, you know, you're not sure you're, you, you're never, you're never sure with that, that the way that you're interacting with the world, the way that you're reacting to the world mm -hmm. is that because of the reality of the situation or is it because of my past? Yeah. Yeah. That's very hard. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've spent a decade reckoning with it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Sorry. Go continue. I didn't really, I was just doing. No. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so in college did that, did that, um, you know, did that overshadow everything else about college or were you able to learn and, um, I don't think it overshadowed. I think now sometimes when I look back, like if, like if someone says college, I'll either think of like film or that experience. But like, you know, if I did dig, I did have a really good time at college, okay. you know? Um, I mean, despite that stuff and obviously <laughs> the shit that stuck with me, the bad shit that stuck with me, besides that, it was, it was a good time. Like just because there's this one, like shit person doesn't mean i didn't have like really good friends and inside well, jokes and like it's nice to have like we had a snow day and we um uh, actually it was that like winter where like at least in pennsylvania it was like a snowstorm on halloween yeah um and we just made like a blanket fort and okay. just hung out so like i like That's i can nice. remember all these great times I, I, and i try to because like i spent a lot of money on school and sure. i worked really fucking hard so i don't yeah. want to have to think about it like and you studied film yeah okay which is very, was very therapeutic at the time, actually. So you were able to kind of get these feelings out in mm -hmm. a way, you know, yeah. in real time. And actually, um, I was taking a cinematography class and we had a lab night, which is basically like a production night. And we were giving like a simple scene and we would... No, was this cinematography or directing? No, it was cinematography. And so there'd be like once a week we'd have a lab and it would be basically like a production, like a mini production. Yeah. And so this one project, our um, professor paired me and him as like, he was a cinematographer and I was director. And everyone in the class was like, oh my fucking God. And like, but in that moment, even though like, I hadn't fully hated him. I, I hadn't, I didn't fully hate him yet. Hadn't crested. Yeah. Um, but I, we both like looked at each other and we're like, all right, well. And so we kind of just turned it off for that production um he was in the same major yeah right? he was in classes with you yeah That's, uh, yeah yeah no is and then actually uh, my professor um we, we didn't keep in contact but um he actually is from maine and he actually this guy that i dated for a little bit is his best friend okay um but um i remember uh we met up and he was like Katie, I saw your Facebook. I had no idea about that. And I related that story to him yeah. about how, like, unintentionally he had, like, paired these two people up that were, yeah. you know. And he was like, oh, my God, I feel so sorry. And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't make, mean to make you feel bad. It was just, like, it's not funny, but it also is. I mean, it's the situation is funny because no. of. And I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. You don't need to make things funny. You know, I know, I know we know each other because we, we are, you know, amateurly, amateurly. attempt yeah. stand-up comedy. Yeah. I say I do stand-up comedy. I don't say I'm a comedian because that just sounds weird. I do the same thing. Like, I, I say, can't, I can't even, like, even if I, even though I have a degree, I don't feel like saying I'll I'm even, a filmmaker. Sometimes I'll say I, I, I do open mics. 
Yeah, and that's I, what I'll I just do diminish too. Yeah. it to that. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the level it is. And I, so yeah. I think I've gotten put on a night or two. Um, one went well, but never uh, more than that. And, yeah. And, but it, I also, you know, I do it. It's my hobby. and, and it's, Yeah, that's kind of how I think about yeah. it. I, it's just nice to have something that's a hobby. But so we want to turn things into. Yeah, we do. Laughter <laughs> because it's easier to deal with the world. That yeah. Way. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's nice. And it does really alleviate when you're able to take that tension and release it that way. Yeah. It is therapeutic. It really, really, really is. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that the source material needs to be funny. Yeah, exactly. And I usually don't have to. I don't usually explain myself either. I've been just I've been watching like a lot of like there's this one YouTube guy and he's like, uh, for, I don't know. He's he's a psychologist dr todd grande and i've been watching like a lot of his videos yeah and so like i've become so much more conscious of stuff but then okay. i'm like well it's your personal experience you're in, you're allowed to make jokes like yeah. if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna have fucking like ptsd symptoms then you should be able to make some damn jokes yeah like yeah, absolutely source I, material I think, baby i think it's even i think <laughs> i think it even making jokes and trying to make light of it is is a a better symptom you know it's a better it's it's almost it's almost kind of the silver lining of of going through that at all you know i i always believe in silver linings like sometimes the silver lining does not even compare to the shit yeah but i always like to think of that there is a a silver lining with everything yeah even if it's the smallest thing are you said that you are seeing a therapist now i'm not i should but i'm not right now but you have in the past yeah yeah okay um yeah they're okay and are you not because of insurance issues uh that and i just need to get my button gear and stuff um i got the new insurance so i I also have to figure that out i want to get a referral for my doctor and so i just need a where where, where's your doctor main med uh no it's uh, greater portland health okay she's wonderful um and plus uh since the pandemic we've been able to do like um video oh nice um video it makes it a lot easier <laughs> yeah i did some i did yeah yeah it makes it a lot easier i i keep i keep getting put into therapy and then you're just getting fed up with that it's like because i i just keep trying to make people laugh and mm. it's like it's not there's yeah. not i'm not i'm gonna i'm not gonna pay you to try to make you laugh for an hour yeah I'm actually, I'm really good at, at, um, I'm really good at therapy. Yeah. I don't want to brag. Oh, okay. Um, I cry a lot. So okay. yeah, it's pretty I'm good. not, I yeah. haven't figured it out. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. It's like, I'm still just insecure, but, um, I am going through, um, I am going through, uh, addiction. Tw- I'm going through 12 step yeah. right now actively well, and it's going good. really well. That's good. And I f- I honestly feel like. It can, for a short time, while you're actively going through it, it can be a substitute. Mm, and the, almost, it, it can, 12 step, gotcha. moving through 12 step can be a substitute for therapy. I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not money. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're going, you're going through it. You know, it's, it gives you a focus. Yeah. It gives oh, you, yeah. it gives you 12 steps to follow and that's how i function better anyway i like instruction yeah 
Do I like instruction? I guess it depends on the instruction. Okay. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to figure out how like I'm like how do I best work? Is it better to see the whole picture or to break it down? Because sometimes if I feel like if I see the whole picture, like if I'm making cupcakes, if I think of just the cupcake, I'm like I got this. But other things like if it seems really complicated, I'm like I need to see the steps. Yeah, I so, get a little overwhelmed by the full picture. Yeah, it depends on the picture. Though. I mo- yeah, I move through things. You know, I like to have an outcome mm-hmm. and then know the direct things to do to get there yeah you know i mean in in my professional life i i'm gravitated toward that you know i throw shows for a living and and okay the outcome is to have a successful show Mm -hmm. how do you do that you make sure the band is comfortable you make sure that all the techs have everything they need you make sure catering works you make sure this is in place you make sure that's in place you make sure parking this all the people are there making making the things work together Mm -hmm. and you know and i just think about those steps along the way and i never think about you know the show until it's literally happening in front of me you know yeah okay i can see that yeah i don't know how i learn figure it out one day <laughs> i'll figure out how i learn <laughs> yeah i learn like this like talking to you it's like moving through okay so you went yeah. through this and and i only know you know what you share on social media mm-hmm. i i've seen your we, we've we go to the same we used to go to the same comedy nights oh my god one and day. <laughs> yeah and uh and we uh, you know hung out a, a little bit outside of that not much um and you know, I like to get to know people. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a very good quality. Yeah. I genuinely like to have this kind of conversation. Mm, thank you. And so I, the fact that you're willing to have it means a lot and have yeah. it in a way that we can share, mm. you know, is nice. And yeah. I, cause I think a lot of people can connect to, you know, your story and my story and how we share them together. Yeah. Um, so so you went so so we've we've brought up kind of two um you know two traumatic things that happened to you at a young age and haven't really addressed how you've dealt with them on the other side gotcha um so i just want to kind of look at it from that angle okay um you know i know that you've shared a lot with you know, eating disorders mm-hmm. and things like that. How are you, how are you dealing with that? Are you, how are you dealing with your body image stuff? I'm fucking dealing with it like tremendously now. Okay. <laughs> it took a while to get there. Um, how did you get there? Basically by being patient and honestly, the internet's a great tool, like reading body positive, like articles and I'm not, I couldn't give you steps on how I did it. It was just a lot of like being patient with myself because you can't also expect yourself to be like, go from like, I feel like shit in my body to like, I feel great in my body in like, you know, a day. Um, but just like a lot, a lot of patience and it also like seeing other people's journeys with it. Yeah. And yeah. just sometimes just, you know, seeing like, um, like, uh, there's this like legging company and they make, it's very inclusive. So they have all these different sizes. So even just seeing an ad for leggings sometimes and seeing like, that's my body up there. Sure. 
uh, it's nice. And then just, I'm so, just trying to so focus on your, your, your take. What I'm hearing is that you're taking a lot from, you know, you're kind of in the right place at the right time Yeah. to heal around it. Yeah. Because so many other people are in this moment as yeah. well. Yeah. And that's the other thing is other people are talking about their bodies too. Um, like you just basically mentioned, um, because I, uh, grew some stretch marks and I like, I've, you know, I have like the, you know, light ones on my thighs and stuff, but I've never had like really dark ones. Sure. And I didn't even actually notice them until I was in a changing room at TJ Maxx. Cause I just couldn't see them from oh, like, yeah. under my belly. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I've been doing so good and I have to like relearn how to love my body again in that certain aspect sure but um i don't know i, I go through that too yeah I, I you know um uh you know my my mom her biggest her her biggest uh her favorite quality was that she graduated high school at 98 pounds that's like her biggest bragging rights. Yeah. So like being thin and being active and taking care of your body it's always kind of been there it's always and and the way we grew up you know we mm -hmm. grew up into you know that toxic sense of what looks good you yeah. know and what and you're only attractive if you look good mm -hmm. if you look this way yeah and so i definitely i i mean i've been trying to i i beat myself up and i found the more i beat myself up the more the more i keep weight on yeah. And it's like, and I, I'm always actively trying to lose weight mm -hmm. even now, like today, like yeah. I, like I, I did lose like 20 pounds and I was straight up like starving myself and just be just busy, but mm -hmm. to, and keeping myself busy and then not eat, and only eating like once a day. Yeah. And I, I'm still doing that. And it's like, yeah. it's not working. No, no. Yeah. It would seem. <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah, um, and I never even wanted to be in front of camera, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just I wanted to be over there. Yeah, and yeah. put other people here <laughs> that <laughs> looked better. <laughs> you look amazing. Oh, I wasn't looking for it, but thank you. No um, problem. But you know, I but I you know I feel like men. Yes. Okay. Men men have a lot of privileges. Mm -hmm. I have probably the most privileges of anybody mm -hmm. i'm straight i'm white i have all my hair you know <laughs> yeah, i do well, look okay my yeah. face is m more or less symmetrical you know like <laughs> like i do have a lot but you know everybody has those things you know mm -hmm. everybody has a, a the a little like i've always i've always felt like i'm fat always mm -hmm. my whole life I've, and you look back at pictures you're like you're not i was yeah i was like i've never been fat yeah. You know, and it's like, so I just sympathize with it and I'll yeah. probably cut all that out and whatever, but I do, <laughs> I do sympathize with it. Um, and I think that a lot of people do. And, and, and even though there is this atmosphere of, of everybody is perfect, I think that a lot of people aren't talking about how much they actually do struggle with. It. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not every day, like being like. I have the best body ever. Yeah. Like I'm going to have those insecure days, but like I have strategies. Like I, do, I don't, um, we have a full length mirror, but I just never use it because yeah. I know I'm going to pick myself apart. Yeah. Same. Um, no scale. 
I've never okay. really cared about the number anyways. I'm just always been a visual thing. Yeah, I just started weighing myself. You it. can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not telling you what to do, I feel but it's like not. I, yeah. yeah, I am trying to, idea. I'm exercising. I'm doing yoga yeah. and I'm going through these things. I'm like, I'm trying to exercise more. Yeah. I, and then I've been just reminding myself that if I lose weight, I want to do it because I'm trying to get healthier, not because I'm trying to get to a certain body type. Sure. Because I am very unhealthy. I have a very poor diet. I do not eat, an, uh, like, no, uh, I do not eat healthily. Sometimes not enough. Sure. Um, I smoke a shit ton. Yeah. So I want to get healthier, but I don't want to focus on getting healthier to look good, you know? Yeah. And the other thing that has helped me a lot is a lot of the insecurities come from you know my feelings of how people view me especially when it comes to um i'm attracted to females and males but okay. like especially with males like kind of programmed that they like a specific type sure so like i eventually learned that it doesn't matter like if someone doesn't especially if someone doesn't like you because of your body type then you shouldn't date them probably yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely but um it's just been a lot of work and basically i think a lot of it is just not giving a shit about what people think yeah it seems like you've come a long way with oh, it and, and that you're able to talk about it online and openly yeah and, and i and and because you know that you gained a more healthy uh, outlook on yourself through other people sharing their story yeah. like that so and that's i i i do pay attention i have noticed thank you and um, sometimes you I don't know if people i think are it's really attention. great yeah. yeah well thank you yeah that's really nice and then um and then it seems like the tr the the traumatic college event i don't want to i don't want to linger on that too much more but it just seems like you know it took a while to even understand what it was doing to you mm -hmm. and that it was as fucked up as it is. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you're just kind of coming around yeah. to handling that now. I, yeah, no, that one took a while. Cause that was just a, because even the story is bizarre. It's very bizarre. It's very, I've never very, even heard anything very like bizarre. it. That's, that's for me, the, the strangeness of it all is the part that's hard to talk about because someone strangled me in public that's weird and that that's other weird. people were like okay with it yeah just like okay this is happening i mean they'd be like kyle stop like if you know if you you know so odd that seems like some backwards bullshit to yeah be honest with i you. mean it's pennsylvania small town in pennsylvania yeah. surrounded by corn you know yeah that's people yeah um there was a lot of people not doing the right thing yeah i've not gotten apologies from them really either like some of them but um, but that's another thing about learning to not give a shit about what people think is people aren't going to apologize, you know, yeah. necessarily. And asking for an apology is just not the same either. So you just kind of have to like, sure. Like, obviously deep down, I do give a shit, Yeah. but I know that I shouldn't. So that's what I keep telling myself on the other side. How, you know, how are you? dealt with it it's you said you talked to about it with with a therapist and mm -hmm. they were shocked yeah what were their thoughts on it what were what were their um basically they're basically um their thoughts basically my therapist basically 
had to tell me that that was not right. Oh, you didn't even realize it was something weird happening until you shared it with a therapist? I knew it was weird, but I didn't realize how serious it was. Okay. You know, like if this had happened, if if this has happened like now where I actually like I, I, I know more about assault and the different kind of forms it can take um and i'm more confident with myself now so i'm not relying i don't know i knew it was bad i didn't realize how bad it was and then when my therapist basically kind of explained how bad it was there's kind of like an oh shit moment like oh shit i should have reported him yeah like i should have reported yes, absolutely him. and like i'm like i didn't even fucking think of reporting him wow so that's a good example like i knew it was bad but i didn't realize it was bad to the point where like okay i could have reported him to the school yeah that's kind of what i was getting yeah, toward was yeah. like like what you know what how come you didn't that you know that but we you know it you react the way your situation dictates you yeah know? abuse that's the thing about abuse is people are like well why didn't you leave and it's First of all, they might have been trying to leave, but just got. Con con uh, um, but you're also trying taken. to be accepted in college yeah. and, and have friends. And he was friends. in our friend group too, yeah. so it's not like I can. And really he was escape. in your major, you yeah. know, and and you're just trying to kind of go along to get along. Yeah, it's kind of like a survival thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um. Yes. So have you? Has it? Have you seen it kind of take effect on your relationship since college? Because that was, you know, damn near a decade ago now. Yeah. Uh, I. I think so okay um have you had many relationships outside of college yes yeah yes um i'm a i do uh yeah <laughs> a, i don't yeah. coin coin serial monogamous kind of thing or? um i wouldn't necessarily like i've been i haven't been in relationship for five years now which okay. at first it was like why doesn't anyone like me but now i'm like this is fantastic yeah um same but uh i wouldn't i mean i had definitely toxic relationships i think most of mine were like pretty toxic on varying levels you sure. know um but i don't think his abuse affected my romantic relationships because like, it wasn't romantic it yeah was, no yeah. it was it was just yeah there's no romance there whatsoever i'm like, also surprised did you have romantic relationships in college oh yeah. yeah 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 did they ever see anything wrong with that did they ever see that happening did you do this would have been happening i think i know if 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 i had a girlfriend in college and and no matter who they the whatever relationship mm -hmm. that was to the, that that i if i ever saw that happen yeah it would have never happened pa again yeah if i would witness that i would have taken actions that would have ceased that from ever happening again you know what's actually interesting um I was reading about this. You know that this is kind of off topic. No, yeah, please. But um, you know that um case with Kitty of something, and uh, there's a movie called Witness, and basically this woman is like stabbed to death, and there's a bunch of people watching, but no one does anything. Yeah. And um, it it's almost like um, not that I'm saying you would do that. At no. All, but it's as a way to explain it. Um, it's almost like someone was waiting for someone else to do something. And yeah. so everyone was just waiting for someone else to do something. See, I was so just then, raised as that person yeah. to do something. I was yeah. I, I, I was raised with a strong mother who who had gone through assault and instilled mm -hmm. that in me. I, I had a younger sister and two younger stepsisters. Yeah. You know, I was raised by my I 
my family is all women. The the men that I know were kind of bad <laughs> in so many yeah. words. And I was raised by strong women. Mm-hmm. And my mom, my grandmother, my aunt, you know, my yeah. sister, you know, I was all women. Yeah. And so I was raised to be that person to do yeah. something. Well, know? I wish you'd been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move on from that. Um, yeah. how, you're, how has, uh, since college, yeah, you know, we're at the age where we're, st- you know, college was definitely our most recent life event, you know, especially yeah. if you don't have, if you're not married and don't have kids like we, like yeah. us, yeah. you know, college is our most recent life event. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. How has, how has life been since college? <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a big one. Um, Are you working? I actually, um, just, uh, it was a mutual resignation from my job because, um, I was having really, really bad anxiety. You know, the anxiety where it's just like, you feel this immense dread. Yeah. And it just like you can't like get out of it and there's that tightening thing and like you're you're yeah. not being productive. It's not even that. It's just cuz I've never had a panic attack. Um but it's it's basically this sense of dread that makes you afraid to do anything, but it's not rational. Sure. And it's kind of physical and it's I know in movies like There'll be a scene and the character just like goes on the floor and, you know, some like you're like, oh, that's a little traumatic. But it's honestly that feeling, the dread and the tightness, it actually makes you want to like go on the floor. Was it COVID that was giving you this anxiety? Unfortunately, there's um uh, a sad event that happened to um a close family member. No one died or anything, but it was still like really just... There was there was a suicide attempt basically, okay, um, and that just kind of fucked with my head. And it was yeah. happening when I like was working at the job. So like basically, so you felt like you weren't available. Yeah. So I just well I just would break down like almost every day, and uh. leaving the house was like difficult. And all this happened when I was working at this job, and it almost became like a trigger. Like yeah. I could be fine and then i would walk into the job and immediately i'd have have all this anxiety and it just got to the point where i'm like honestly i don't i don't think i can work here sure and luckily i did somehow a good job saving money so at least i'm not insanely stressed about that still stressed but not like were you able to work out you know what if if it was that was it mutual enough for you to you know were they willing to like fire you so you could collect unemployment or like uh how how has that gone are you just completely on your savings now i'm on my savings now um it was like a mutual um places are hiring you know yeah yeah no i know that i've been trying to find something a job outside of food sure <laughs> or just like which the, is tough around yeah. here yeah especially since like uh i don't have a car so i have to be able to walk there okay. so i am applying to places that you're talking about but i'm also trying to find like a job you don't that might do actually, retail or, yeah, yeah. I, w- I mean there's um where where was it um was that main medical but there's this like vet tech um position oh. and like you didn't actually need to be certified okay there was other requirements so i spent like a 
so long on that cover letter (laughs) because cover letters to restaurants, it's just like, hey, I saw this position. I'm interested. And they're like, come on in. They barely read it. They they just look at your resume like, where have you worked? The vet text one, especially since my history is just basically all restaurants all restaurants for the last like whatever i feel like they might be looking for somebody like you though you know yeah and i have um i have a you know a college degree too which shows that like i work i have a work ethic so um yeah that was yesterday so i applied to that yesterday we'll see i'm crossing my fingers yeah um because that would be so much nicer like i just need to get out of food sure Oh my God! It's sure, just—it's not for me. <laughs> it's <laughs> not for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, best of luck oh, with thank you. that specifically. Yeah. I know that's really hard. I've always been so lucky with work, and yeah, and I don't know how or why, or I just you know thank my. Well, you're stars. probably a good worker, and you got a good work ethic, and good chewed and sure whatever it talent is. and all that <laughs> stuff i'm sure there's a reason it could be coincidence but there's probably a good reason too sure. um <laughs> you know i like what i do and yeah and i've been i've been always i've been lucky enough to um keep keep moving up in you know in entertainment which yeah. is what i like to do so. well i mean so like leadership and talents so you are talented just you are talented sure you're talented sure I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I've said it like five times, so it's true. (laughs) So I'll take your word for it. Yeah. No, people like me and um, (laughs) I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm generally competent. (laughs) You're really selling yourself right now. (laughs) I know how to break it down into steps and get those steps done. (laughs) Okay. But, um, I think I, I have a good feeling. I feel like you are, you have a very clear, um, sense of of your of how to step forward yeah i mean obviously we all have work to do i know that but i'm in a much better place than i was like in my early 20s oh my god i wouldn't go back to my early 20s if for the most i might go back and be like i'm gonna give you so many reasons not to do all the things you're gonna do yeah (laughs) but that's basically i wouldn't want to be i was so lost i was just lost Mm -hmm. and confused and i didn't even know why yep you know yep yeah and i and and i was just like and, and 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 to be and to be lost and confused and abusing LSD, oh wow, <laughs> is 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 quite a cocktail. Yeah, and to have and to have you know uh, undiagnosed, untreated PTSD, where like mm-hmm. you know I I would go into these LSD trips and they would start you know when I first started taking it I was loose I was kind of lucky you know mm-hmm. no 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 there was no consequences there was no potential consequences. Yeah. Then this like PTSD stuff started coming in where I started thinking the world was out to get me mm. and I started freezing mm-hmm. and I started not being able to react. And, like physically uh, freezing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would just like stay locked and be fully hallucinating, but convinced that that I was being hunted for the greater good of humanity. Holy shit. That's scary. Oh, my God. <laughs> holy shit like i did i've done acid once and i'm glad that was not my experience holy shit i went through that and i kept doing it to myself for like years yeah for like a couple years Mm -hmm. i would i but like i had good two three years of a great time yeah you know and then and then i had like two years of every time i ate acid i i would end up you know either either being a burden on somebody else who would have to talk me out of it mm-hmm. 
or locking myself, you know, in, in like my room yeah. and perching on a recliner thinking that somebody's going to break through the door oh, at any no. moment. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> yeah. So, and that definitely did some, some, uh, scarring. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> and, the worst part. And, and how I react with to the world. Yeah. That's the worst part about like, you know, having PTSD, any, any mental illness is more likely, more likely to abuse substances. Yeah. And so it's just making it worse, you yeah. know? But well, at the same time, it's like, it is a disease, so I'm not blaming, Sure, you know? and Because I, I struggle, you yeah. know? Yeah. What, what did you, what, what did you get into? What, just booze? Just booze, yeah. yeah. I never, um, like, I've never bought Coke. I've never bought acid. I've, like, okay. I don't, like, um, I, w- I would never want to buy it. Yeah. Because that's that's like a slippery slope okay you know yeah i uh my my line kept going to now it got to the point where i would never teach myself how to use a needle i would i like (laughs) i'm not afraid of needles because i i get my got my blood drawn a lot as a kid not to (laughs) not to brag uh but no i like the like putting a needle in your arm, like that's yeah, like yeah, I can never legit. do it. Other people have to me, but I've never done it to myself. Oh wow! Yeah, I wonder if I could I've gone through it all. I've needle. done. I've yeah. I I've done drugs wow. and alcohol were what I did. Yeah, and I started young. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I had I... my first cigarette at five years old. How? My older cousins. Oh. Uh, I started, you know, we would started stealing kind of beers from my uncle, from my mm-hmm. friend's uncle's fridge at like 10 or 11, mm. started smoking, started buying, being able to buy cigarettes and, and drinking, you know, getting like bottles of alcohol at like 14, 15. Wow. Yeah. I started real young. And then, so, and then in college it was, you know, full on, you know, cocaine, uh, ecstasy, uh, mushrooms, acid, uh, constant. Yeah. It was a constant and weed always, I started smoking weed at 14 years old mm-hmm. and never went a day without smoking weed until I was 26. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was just, con- it was so constant that I mm-hmm. was like that by the end of it. So by about 25, 26, that's when, that's when those moments started happening was mm-hmm. about 25, 26. And, um, and that's when I started to realize that like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm not wrong. What I'm doing to my brain is what's causing this. Yeah. It's not me. I'm not fundamentally broken. Yeah. And I, it took me a few years to figure that out. Yeah. It's I. It's always annoying how 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 long it can take for you to figure. Not you. Like, well, that was person, my first yeah. joke too. My first joke was um, was uh, uh, you know I I don't I don't smoke weed anymore. Uh, I like to do drugs that I can still get arrested for, and be and uh, because weed started uh, making me paranoid, I would find mm-hmm. myself a uh, fetal position in my bed, convinced that my neighbors and random passers-by were plotting to kill me mm-hmm. now i just do a bunch of blow and hang out the window and scream come at me motherfuckers <laughs> that's pretty good yeah um and uh it's still it was still correct and i was still i mean i was still doing i was still doing cocaine until christmas okay yeah wow yeah and i could still i mean i could go out tomorrow and and 
yeah do more i just yeah. choose, i just something clicked yeah yeah see yeah that's that's always impressive to me because i i know for a fact that like quitting shit is just painful it's the worst it's awful it's way harder to quit than to keep going yeah yeah way hard. like i you know it's it's like i sure i could spend six hundred dollars a week easy mm-hmm. and 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 keep going and keep feeling bad and keep that cycle going mm-hmm. and i could keep i could i could keep going like that for yeah. another 10 years easy yeah I, it just it's exhausting yeah no it, it does def- yeah it definitely gets exhausting i'm also right now happy that maybe i don't make a lot of money because i could not afford that are you still <laughs> drinking yeah I'm, I'm trying to get it under control and i've been bit doing better do you at feel it. like it's out of control it got out of control for a while um during that period um that i was talking about sure um and i was just like you're doing it again <laughs> Yeah. You know, you're doing it again. You need a, you need a call. You need to figure this out. Cause it, you're not doing, you're not helping yourself. You're not helping the people around you. Cause I wanted to be there for this person that was experiencing, um, this very difficult situation. But yeah, I mean, you can't be there for someone if you're, I mean, you can, but you, you can't really, it's yeah. You can, yeah, you need to, it's like, it's like how they say you need to love yourself. Yeah, first. exactly. I was trying to like think of a cooler way to say it, but yeah. yeah. Not that that's not a cool way to say it, but like, the, you know. The cliches are there for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're, you're trying to help this specific person mm-hmm. and in turn you're trying to get your own stuff a little more under control. Yeah. 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 Because, um, if I destroy myself, I can't beef there for her. You know, if something happens again, is this a person that you love? Oh, I love, I love uh, her. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is this a family member? Yeah, but um, oh, okay. This was the attempt. Yeah. Okay. Not my family member. Okay. But um, but this someone... is a close friend. Yeah. So um. So so you're very close to this person, and you feel like the in order to help them, uh, you need to start to help yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Like um, I I always think like one of the things that has made me not want to like i think i talked about it on instagram like i call it suicidal uh casual suicidal ideation where it's just kind of like you're not really trying but like i'm gonna you know put some pills in my mouth drink a lot if i wake up tomorrow okay if i don't well okay does she have substance abuse issues uh not anymore she did um a while back because those go hand in hand oh yeah yeah Uh, yeah because because while you're stuck in those patterns um you know you some you a lot of people i've never had this and i've been lucky but a lot of people say that um you know it it becomes it looks like an easier way out than, oh, than dealing yes yeah oh yes. definitely um like i'm in a place where and, like and that and i know that i know that even for me whether you know it or not yeah you're actively killing yourself while you're uh, in those, yeah. while you're in those addictive patterns. yeah yeah, no, that's definitely true. I that's actually that's something I should remind myself because I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I I think one of the main factors of me not like trying to actually do anything is because I want to be there for my family. Yeah. Because I know they'd be so sad, and I don't want to. Do you struggle with those thoughts yourself? Um. Well, kind of. Like I don't necessarily want to be dead, but like. 
I often don't want to like exist, you know, not like yeah. often, often, but maybe probably too much. <laughs> if it, if it didn't have, uh, a negative impact on the people yeah. you love. It's almost it kind of like be... I want to be floating in a white void. Sure. And then I'm not dead or anything. But that but... is that almost sounds to me that sounds like anxiety relief. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That you don't necessarily want, you know, you're not idolizing killing yourself. Yeah. You're, you're idolizing getting rid of your stress. Yeah. I yeah, I just don't yeah, it's And that would be a way to do it. Yeah. But um I'm glad you don't follow that. Yeah. Because, you know, I you you do shine. You you do shine and Thank you're you. very bright. Shooting star. And, and I I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, no, it's it's wanting there to be nothing but not wanting there to be nothing forever, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's death, right? <laughs> yeah. But you have are you close to your family? Oh, yeah, we're really close. I'm really, really lucky, especially because um, I would diagnose with a mood disorder, just general mood disorder. Okay. Um, I think if I didn't have the family I did um, that didn't think of therapy as stigma, mm-hmm. I, like if I had a, a family that was like, no, you can't be in therapy, mm-hmm. or if we had a strained relationship, I don't know, I, I would be such a different person and not in a good way, you know? Sure. Um, so in that aspect, I'm like really, really lucky. Um, cause they definitely helped shape who I am today just by being supportive. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you, I mean, you talked about your family life. Like, yeah, I, I was always remind myself that like, I, yeah, I have the most support from my family and it's definitely kept me going. Yeah. And so I'm glad you glad to hear that. Thank you. I think we'll wrap it there. All right. Um, uh, thank you very much for coming through Katie. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it too. 